Hey everyone, and welcome to Theana Money, where we seek to help the good man leave an inheritance to his children's children. This is Jeremy, the host of Theana Money. Not too long ago, I was talking to a friend who owns a business. We had been having a lot of discussions of different ways we can work together for me to come on board and help him grow his business. And by doing this, for me to make more money than I was making. One of the things he mentioned one time we were talking, and by the way, this guy's a good friend. We still talk and I still do some stuff on the side to help his business and make some money for myself along the way. One of the things he mentioned one time we were talking, uh, and he mentioned this conversation, he said uh, that if he were to hire me full time, he would need me to make three times what he paid me. So if I made the company 300K one year, I would make about 100K myself. And uh, I might still end up doing that one day. Uh, This company is not in a place to hire me full time right now, but he's a solid brother in Christ. And if it's ever at a place where he could do that, it's one thing I might end up doing. That's part of working part time with him right now. It's helping him grow his business, helping me make a bit of side money and maybe uh, making the company big enough we could both do that as our full time gig one day. But Enough about that. I brought that up to say, to some of you, that might sound pretty rough. I make the company over a quarter of a million dollars, and I only get 100K for myself, with 200K going into the company's pocket. Others of you are thinking that would sound like a great ratio to you because you have had jobs or know other people who have had jobs where you could uh, figure out how much money you made the company versus how much you got paid, and your pay was nowhere near one-third of what you made the company. But there are many people in America, though I am not sure how many of them listen to Theata Money because I think you all are already a pretty informed group and know a lot about economics. But there are a lot of people in America who think that would be unfair and I should get paid exactly what I make of the company. That is what we are talking about today. The difference between what you make your company and what you get paid, and why there is a difference there. Now, before we go further in, I want to take a moment to uh, ask you all to subscribe to Theana Money on your favorite podcast catcher if you haven't already done so. Turn on auto-downloads and tell your friends about the podcast so they can get into it as well. But today I have some other things I want to mention as well during this housekeeping time. One is I have recently come into uh, several copies of several books. And so if you are interested in them, email me at theonamoney at gmail.com. And I can see about mailing uh, one or a couple of these books to you. Because I hold to the Dorian principle, I can't in good conscience charge you for these books. But I just know... I'll send them to you for free. I'll mention what books I have here in a moment. And if you would be willing to uh, cash app or PayPal me, you can discuss that in the email thread, um, my information for that. 
in order to at least you know cover shipping the book to you or maybe do a little bit extra to uh you know cover shipping to other people or to just help support theana money that would be great you don't have to but i would really appreciate that uh, so the books i have here uh, some books that were given to me walking with god day by day by martin lloyd jones rich wounds the Countless Treasures of the Life, Death, and Triumph of Jesus by David Mathis. God, Technology, and the Christian Life by Tony Ranke. And Providence by John Piper. So I have uh, extra copies of each of those books that were given to me. And so if any listener is interested, shoot me an email, theonamoney at gmail.com, and you can see about mailing a copy of one of those or all of those books to you. One other thing I want to mention, I was just recently, and by that I mean like a few days ago, told about Adobe's new podcast software, and I played around with it a little bit. I threw the most recent episode before this one. Now, if you haven't listened to that one yet, it was a good episode, and I hope you all listen to it. But I threw it in there just to see. They have a thing called Enhance, where you just drop an audio file in there, and it enhances the audio. If you got room noise, it takes out room noise, stuff like that. And I was thinking, I use a Shure SM7B. It's a great microphone. Pretty sure it's the same one Joe Rogan uses, and he has the most popular podcast in the world. You know, what's it going to do to make mine sound better? And it actually did sound better. I haven't played with it too much. A friend who's played with it more says sometimes the AI can make you sound a little bit auto-tune. It is still in its beta stage, as far as I know. But starting with this episode and going forward, probably going to drop the episode in there and uh, let it clean up the audio a little bit before I put the intro and outro on and release it to you all. So if you think this episode sounded cleaner than the previous ones, let me know because that means that this is really doing a good job and other people are noticing it. Future Jeremy here. Just want to add one thing. So the night before this episode is airing, I was on Apologetics Live. That's Andrew Rappaport's podcast. Uh, Andrew Rappaport and I, uh, we've been friends for um, two or three years now. We've gotten to hang out a couple of times, maybe more than a couple of times now. And my friend Drew, who I've known uh, longer than I've known Andrew Rappaport, uh, my friend Drew is occasionally on Apologetics Live and now twice has hosted it when Andrew Rappaport had something else and couldn't do his Thursday night live episode. And so last night, the night before this episode's dropping, Drew hosted where Andrew Rappaport, though a dispensational pre-mill himself, talked about post-millennialism, or let Andrew Rappaport, sorry, Andrew Rappaport let Drew talk about post-millennialism, and originally Drew was going to have my pastor, Darren Stid on, but then it seemed like Darren might not be able to make it, so I said, I can, and then Darren was like, actually, no, I can make it, and then Drew just said, eh, both of you can come on, so I'll drop a link to that in the description of this episode. It was over two hours of uh, my two friends, one of them being my pastor, Drew Von Nita and Darren Stid, just talking about Postmill and answering questions that listeners dropped in. So I think it was really good and y'all might like it. Also, I'm not throwing this little cut in here through that Adobe Podcast Enhance to really give y'all a idea of the difference between them and so one if you're interested in using that yourself it's a free software they're not paying me to say this just 
and it seems cool. And two, this will let me listening to it and other people listening to this podcast really be able to tell what a difference it made in uh, using that software. So back to what I already recorded. So back to the topic of today's episode. Your boss doesn't pay you the full market value of your labor. If you made the company $100,000 last year, your income will not be 100K. Like I said a couple minutes ago, that would come as a surprise to many Americans, or many of uh, them already know it and think it is unfair and wrong and an example of how evil corporate America is all for wanting to drain the life out of the poor and middle class people. This is not an example of corporate America, corporate American businesses being rich and evil and all of those other things people say when they are jealous, they are not smart enough to be in the position those people are where they would then do the exact same things to other people. You do not get the full value that you bring to your company and that is simply how business works. If you brought the company a quarter million last year, you do not get paid a quarter million dollars. If your boss did that, he would not make any money for the company. In fact, the company would be losing money. How would your boss be losing money if he paid you what you brought to the company last year? Maybe at this point, if I have some people listening to this episode who do not agree with me, they're thinking this means I am just with, quote-unquote, the man. And I want them to take money for nothing from their employers by paying them a fraction of what they bring to the company. Much to the contrary, as a Christian who takes my economics from the Bible, not from Mises, not even from Thomas Sowell, and definitely definitely not from Keynes, I think that if an employer abuses his employees, that is sinful and unjust. And I have a much better grounding to say that is wrong since my grounding is in the solid rock of scripture. Much better than some socialistic atheist, much better than his grounding when he says that to him that feels wrong. So how would your boss be losing money if he paid you exactly what you brought to the company in a given year? Your boss has many costs besides just your salary. By the way, I I kind of use the company you work for and your boss simultaneously. I know there are differences in like the boss owning the company, in some cases, probably more in small businesses, and uh, the president or CEO himself being an employee of the business when you get to like corporations that are in and of themselves a legal entity. But I'm just kind of using them interchangeably for the purpose of this episode, just to let you know. So your boss has many costs besides just your salary. You might not see many of these costs, and some of them you might not even know exist, but they do exist. Your boss has hidden costs such as taxes and insurance that he has to pay for you that you do not see on your paycheck. Did you know that you as an employee do not actually pay all of your taxes? You don't. Employers have to match their employees' taxes. If you got a paycheck for $5,000 and $1,000 of it came out in taxes before you ever saw the money, so as far as you are concerned, 
you really got a paycheck for $4,000. Then the company you work for has to match that $1,000 you paid in taxes with $1,000 of their own out of their pocket for a total of $2,000. You thought taxes were bad before? Just think about what I just said. If you're an employee of someone else, you do not even see all of the money that goes to taxes because of your work, since your boss pays half of it. Your employer also has sunk costs, costs of doing business, things that the company has to pay for in order to operate, but do not actually make the company money. The type of business and size of the company will affect this and change which costs of doing business and not others apply to your employer, but they are there. Some examples are the cost of the building you work in, as well as the property taxes paid on it and the cost to maintain it. Your company may even hire a part-time, or if the building is big enough, a full-time cleaning person to keep the office building clean and organized. That person's entire salary is a sunk cost and does not make the company any money, except for maybe the small benefit that an employee in a clean and organized workspace is less distracted by clutter and therefore able to be more productive. Your employer will also have to devote company time or maybe even an entire employee to work that does not make the company money but has to be done legally or simply because even though that person's job does not directly make money, it is necessary for the people whose work does make money to be able to do their job effectively. One example I think of often with this is dispatchers for trucking companies. My dad and brother are both truck drivers. And honestly, I've considered it myself at times since it pays well and I can spend all day listening to sermons and podcasts and audiobooks. And my brother one time was trying to start his own trucking company, so I know that industry better than a lot of others. Dispatchers for trucking companies plan routes that the drivers will take to deliver the goods. They might also manage accounts or find new jobs to make the company more money. The dispatcher's job involves a lot of planning. However, he is not the one actually making the delivery. The man driving the tractor trailer is. Therefore, the dispatcher does not directly make the company money, but he makes it possible and much easier for the drivers to make the company money than if they had to plan all of their trips themselves. Going back a bit to how much money you bring the company. Is that before or after costs? If you got your company half million dollars in sales last year, but that was before any costs were taken into account, just income before a single cost was considered. And say on average, your company spends half of what it brings in on the costs associated with providing that good or service, then there is no way your boss could pay you the half million you made the company because he actually only made a quarter million in income for the company with that half million of sales you acquired. Now, if you made the company half million dollars in income after all costs, including taxes and your salary, are removed, you made the company a half million in net income, then maybe you could discuss a raise or a nice bonus with your boss, depending on how much you currently make and what your boss expects of you. 
but that is a very different scenario than the previous one where you made the company a half million dollars before taking into account any cost whatsoever. Another thing the company you work for probably does is reinvest some of its income in a given year in order to try to make more profit the following year. They could invest it in software or machinery that opens the door for new goods and services, or that helps streamline and make more efficient processes already in place. Or they could spend that money on advertising to try to get more sales or any number of things. Reinvesting into the company is a great way for businesses to use their income to make even more in the future. But if your boss pays all of the employees every dollar they bring to the company, there will be no money left over to reinvest. Perhaps you think that sounds fine, but it actually benefits you as an employee if the business grows. The leadership may consider higher salaries and or bonuses for employees who work hard if the company is thriving. Also, a growing business will likely mean more open positions in the future. Companies like to do internal promotions instead of hiring outside because that minimizes the cost of finding a new person and that internal hire person already knows the company well, where someone brand new to it would not. They'd have to get a feel for the company and the culture and the processes and stuff like that. One of those positions that opens up as a result of growth from reinvesting profits might be a future promotion of yours, bringing you more income down the road. In short, your boss needs to make from your labor several times your salary to cover his cost and then make income for the company. That is not an example of an evil, rich company trying to pull one over on the little guy, but what the company does in order to stay in business and grow. People primarily start businesses in order to provide for themselves, give themselves the freedom of owning their own business instead of working for someone else, and make more money for themselves than they could by working for someone else. Part of what a for-profit business does is try to make profit for itself, its leadership, and if it is publicly traded or as private investors, for its investors as well. You hear that in the name for-profit business. Somewhat related to this topic, though you might not like the sound of this, the company owns your time while you work there. That is not your time to use as you see fit, but time you have sold for dollars to your employer, where you do what they tell you to do, with however much or little freedom to do as you see fit as your boss allows. In a sense, a business owner who has 10 employees working 40 hours a week has 568 hour-long weeks whereas other people only have 168 hour-long weeks. That 568 comes from 168 plus 400. When you work for someone else, you are selling your time to your employer. If you own a company and employ other people, you own their time while they are working for you. That, in a metaphorical sense, makes your day longer because they are working for you, making your company more money. That is how you can get the 568-hour-long week I just mentioned, rather than the simple 168-hour week, 
168 being 7 times 24, and therefore the number of hours in a given week. Do you not like the sound of what I have said thus far in this episode? Start your own business. If you own the business and you make the company 100k after costs, then you can give yourself 100k in pay. Or you can give yourself less than that and invest the rest into the company in order to make more next year. You can make the decision to pay yourself 75k and invest the other 25k into new equipment or software or advertising or training for yourself as the business owner in an effort to make more next year. If you own the company, every dollar you make after taxes and cost of doing business can go right into your pocket or can be reinvested into the company. That is not the case when you work for someone else, as we have already discussed so far this episode. Things still have to be on the up and up legally with the company, where you have your salary as the owner and you can, as the business owner, pay yourself more than just that salary if the company has a surplus at the end of the year. I don't know all of the details of that, but from what I hear, the money is actually not taxed as much as your salary is and can be a way to do legal tax avoidance rather than illegal tax evasion and your annual income as a business owner. Remember those two terms and the difference between them. Tax avoidance, which is legal and is written into tax laws, and tax evasion, which is illegal and a good way to get in trouble with the IRS. In conclusion, this was a shorter episode for you all this week explaining some of the legitimate reasons why you don't make every dollar you bring to your company and your salary. Like I said before and explained in this episode, this is not an example of your employer being some greedy, selfish, evil person. Your employer might be greedy and selfish, but this reason alone does not prove that. But rather, this is how business works. The company you work for has costs other than just your paycheck, like the taxes you don't see, buildings, and other costs. I mean, if the company you work for sells goods, I highly doubt they acquire those goods for free, so there is the first cost of every dollar the organization makes. Knowing that this is legitimate and there is a reason your company does this, I still understand if you don't like it. If that is the case, like I mentioned a few minutes ago, start your own company and then you get all of the income you bring in after cost of doing business, taxes, investments back into the company for the future and stuff like that. You might not think you are able to start your own business, but you might be wrong there. Start thinking and brainstorming ideas, thinking about your skills that other people are willing to pay for, looking online for ideas, and praying about it. Especially that last one. Make prayer about it, not just some tack at the end, but the focus of your approach. And that is convicting to me to think about for myself personally as I record this episode. Until then, think of your current job or jobs as training to help you make more money or start your own business down the road. Think of them like paid internships, helping you be even better in the future. Have that mindset with your current job, 
while still working hard at your job, working heartily as to the Lord and not to men. That was this week's episode of Theana Money. As we go, I want to remind everyone that the law of the Lord is perfect, sure, right, pure, clean, and true. So go apply that law in light of the gospel of Christ's atoning death and resurrection to every area of life. Grace and peace, friends. Satisfies me, your law is sweet, oh you.